In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text is our reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You lose your job. You're thrown out of your home. Your friends turn against you. Your family abandons you. Your possessions and land are taken and your money is confiscated. And then, then you are told, you are blessed. Is that how it works? Uh, Normally, we think about the person who marries a good spouse, who has a nice home, several children, lots of income, and a good and enjoyable livelihood as being the blessed one. Just think about the common Thanksgiving custom, which you may use. There's a custom of counting your blessings, where we will think about and thank God for those material blessings, all the daily bread which we prayed for in the Lord's Prayer. And while there are many things on that list, things like mourning, meekness, or lowliness, being poor in spirit, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, and being persecuted are not among those things for which we would be thanking God or saying, look at how blessed I am. So why does Jesus say such people are blessed? How can these things be a blessing? The answer, of course, is in what God does in the face of this need and lacking. For some of these problems, he promises a future reversal or restoration. For other needs, he promises the present reality. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Here's the blessing. It is in spite of our condition, life, and attitudes. The blessing is in what our Lord gives. For our Lord has seen our condition. He has seen us spiritually poor. He has seen us mourning over sin and the troubles it brings us in this life. He has seen how lowly we are, humbled by sin and apart from Him. He has seen how we thirst and hunger to be holy and righteous as He is. And as he originally created us to be. God has seen how we have been brought low under sin. And Jesus says, you are blessed. Not because you suffer this tragedy, but because he will and does fix our problems. Without you or me doing anything, he gives. He fills our needs. Upon receiving his work, we become merciful, pure in heart, and peacemakers. Our condition is changed, and so is our destiny. You and I deserve to be condemned to hell for our sins, for our bankrupt hearts and lives. But God has changed our emptiness by blessing us here. He begins to fill us up. He remakes us to be his salt and light in the world and to testify of him and to point to him unless you wish to deny who you are apart from God. 
If you're so bold to say sin is not sin, or I don't need to be filled with righteousness because I have my own, if you're certain you are not all that lowly because you are proud to be who you are apart from God, proud of all your decisions and your record, proud of all you've done and accomplished. If you believe that you are spiritually rich based on your good feeling toward God or because you believe you've done a good job keeping the commandments, if you're going to reject God's word, which calls you a poor, miserable sinner who is condemned to death and hell, then you're also turning your back on being blessed by our Lord. For his blessing is for those who are empty, needy, lowly, and unholy. He is blessing those who do not have, who lack. He is blessing you and all people because this is what all of us are. And yet some will deny the blessing because they will deny their own condition and need. Do not be like such. Instead, follow the example of the saints before you, the apostles, the patriarchs, the prophets, those Christians you have known who have preceded you into the blessed rest through death's door. Look to Christ Jesus. Look to his promises. Look to his blessings. Look to his word for you. He has promised you life and salvation. He has given you righteousness. He has filled you with himself in holy baptism and in his supper. His righteousness is now yours. You live and abide in it. As he wore our skin to take our place, so now you wear his skin and life, taking his place before the Father. You were truly sons of God. And because you are son, God's sons, because you live and walk in Jesus' life and righteousness, you will be persecuted on account of that righteousness. You will be insulted and people will speak evil against you and make up lies about you on account of Jesus. This is what happened to the prophets and apostles. To some degree, whether greater or lesser, it will also happen to you too. So rejoice. You have a great reward. The same reward Abraham had. Jesus. God is our great reward. Life with our creator. Living with him rather than apart from him. Having his forgiveness rather than his condemnation. Having his blessing rather than the nothing we really have on our own. So while people in this world may seek to marginalize you take your possessions, even behead you because you belong to Christ Jesus, we can still rejoice because we have been blessed with eternal salvation and life in Christ Jesus. No one can snatch your reward for none can take you from Jesus nor from the Father. Regardless of what the world says, in Jesus, you are forgiven. Your sins are covered and removed. You are righteous and holy. Even if others condemn you and call you a bigot or a hater because you speak the truth of God's word. Because of Jesus dying for you and taking your sins, you are still a child of God. You're still a son and an heir. 
Well, people may attack your body and take your physical life. They cannot remove God's gifts given through the cross of Jesus and imparted to you in baptism and in the supper. Your life is secure with Jesus, just as all the saints before you rest in safety with Christ Jesus now. You have a gift that others cannot take away, eternal life. You have a gift which you have simply received. God blessed you with it. He gave it to you, not because of anything you did, but because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for you. His death is your salvation. His death redeems you. His resurrection is your restoration and your absolution. Your sins are gone. Your life and future are secure. Heaven is yours and the earth your inheritance. You have a place in the Father's presence to see him and be comforted by him. For he will show you his great mercy. What more is needed? If God already has you as his own, then nothing more is needed. For with God you have everything and even more. As we sometimes sing, what is the world to me with all its vaunted pleasure? When you and you alone, Lord Jesus, are my treasure. You only, dearest Lord, my soul's delight shall be. You are my peace, my rest. What is the world to me? And so we pray, as we did today, using the words of Psalm 31. And you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. And your righteousness deliver me. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, Savior, and refuge. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.